Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Kent Gale, Founder and Chairman of Class Enterprises. In this segment, Gale talks about what it's been like to work with his son and witness his maturity, the mission work he and his wife are doing in Brazil, and what continue to be the guiding principles at Class. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvata.com. I'll tell you what's been the most exciting is to sit inside these hospitals with the executives and watch them describe to us what worked or didn't work for them. I remember being in, in Pittsburgh once in a room with a CEO and a bunch of the doctors and the whole executive team on the seventh floor of this hospital and having them tell us what it was like working with their vendors. And there was no buffering. This was the real world and the docs were telling us and the CFO and it was just great to sit in the room and listen to them tell us what it was like working with the vendors that they had and and knowing that this was so valuable to share anonymously obviously with others as to what was working. Yeah, that, is, that is amazing. As, as far as uh, you know, w- working with your son, um, I, I can imagine that, that that's something that can <laughs> that that that's an interesting dynamic. And um, I, I don't know if you foresaw him him being involved for for as long as he has. Has that been something where where it was an adjustment to to kind of have a, a professional relationship? Wow. I mean, if a father could have this with with their children, yeah. it would be the world's greatest blessing. When Adam was younger and he was in his teenage years, I just remember my wife and I, had, uh, he had a curfew of midnight, and I just remember uh, initially the clock went past midnight. He hadn't come in, and we're thinking the worst. Has he been in an accident? Is he out doing something he shouldn't be? And, and then finally about quarter to one, he comes wheeling in the driveway, and, of course, we're laying up on our bed wide awake, frustrated. Uh, what are we going to do? And so I got up, and uh, my wife was going to go chat with him, and I knew that was not a good idea uh, based on the emotion she had. So I just went in his bedroom with him, and I put a little poster up, and I put three squares on I put an X in one of them, and I just said, so you can, you can be late three times. The third time we're selling the car. And I think Adam knew that that was real when I said it that way. And a week later, he got another X, but he never got the third and he was always pushing the limits as a teenager. He was exciting, fun, smart, but he always liked to push and see how far he could go. And I was always biting my tongue, and I thought, you know, when he graduates and go off to college, that's going to be a great day. <laughs> and uh, now I'm glad to be around him. He's yeah. just awesome, and he has matured, and he is much smarter and more congenial than I am. And he's had the reins of class in terms of operationally running the company for about seven years now. And uh, it's been a great blessing. He's got great integrity. He loves people. And there's not a better person than Adam. So it's great to be a father and have a son that's done this. I have six children, and I'd have to say uh, if I'd had this experience with all the other five, it would have also been a great, great experience. Yeah, and obviously there's a, you know, a huge amount of trust in, in handing over those reins and uh, something that, that I'm sure he's, he's earned over the years, like you said. Yeah, and I think the people who work with him can speak to that much better than I can because as a dad, I'm going to be incredibly biased. <laughs> sure. uh, but I left to go to, to uh, Portugal five years ago, and I was gone for a year, and he ran the company while I was gone. Came back, it was healthy, it was doing well, 
and he invited me back into the circle. He didn't have to. I kind of could have forced myself in, but uh, the last four and a half years since I've been back from Portugal have just been great experience years, and I'm going to leave next week for another year, and so uh, hopefully it's right. Yeah. Yeah, can you just, just talk about a little bit about the work you're going to do and, and how that's, um, you know, the role that that plays in your life? Certainly. Uh, it's different than it was last time. When I went to Portugal, my, my sweetheart Eileen and I, we knew our assignment was to work with the unemployed Portuguese people. And a big part of that would be, uh, if you would, immigrants from Angola, Mozambique, uh, San Tome, uh, Cabo Verde, places like that. And so you had this real mix of people who were in the country that didn't have employment. And our goal was to teach them about their own personal self-worth. This is a very religious-based calling that we have, if you would, to go out and help people have real values, and uh, and it's based on Jesus Christ and, and his uh, recommendation or commitment uh, that we should love one another. And so going there and trying to help people gain personal skills, gain uh, employment, and create a stability in their life was great for a year. As we go to, Port, uh, to Brazil, it will be somewhat different. We will be supporting about 200 other young missionaries and helping them get apartments set up and and go out as they do their service projects and other things that they'll have a home base to come back to. And so we'll be helping more on the physical aspects of keeping the the apartments and the physical things together for the missionaries that are in that part of the country. So it'll be more uh, hands-on from that aspect. During the week, we'll also have an opportunity to go out and work with people and help them understand how important it is to love one another. And so that'll be what we'll be doing for the next year in Recife, Brazil. It's about seven degrees from the equator. And so it's up by the Amazon jungle, and uh, it will be hot, humid, and a few places will have air conditioning, but most don't. So. And I'm sure, just by talking to you, it's an experience that, that can be incredibly fulfilling. It is. I mean, you give up all of the luxuries we have in our own homes. Uh, we'll live in an apartment that's pretty sterile, pretty simplistic. We'll take everything we're going to live with for the next year in two suitcases. Each each one of us will have two suitcases, and and uh, you know you don't go on vacation while you're there. You don't. I mean, you spend pretty much all your time doing good and helping, and it's incredibly rewarding. There's I, I can't think of anything that's more rewarding than that. Not having to worry about money or trying to figure out how you're going to make a living. All you do is figure out how to help other people. It's it's really a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Sure, it brings a great perspective. And now, as far as uh, after that, uh, do you know yet what, what your plans are, or is it something where we'll kind of wait and see over the next year? Well, I, certainly as I get older, there are implications that come from just becoming older. So those physical things get in the way. But when I come home, I still have a great passion for what class does, and I'm still an owner of class. And whatever role I, I take will be one that would add value and wouldn't get in the way of the great work that class is doing. Great. As you uh, said before, the um, the company's in good hands, so that uh, that probably puts your mind at ease when, when going away. It is. Uh, we have wonderful, wonderful people that have great integrity, great passion, a sense of urgency to get the job done right. And hopefully we maintain an open dialogue within the walls of the company so that we work well together. That's going to be Adam's role, to make sure that everybody works well and is highly productive and enjoys what they're doing. Yeah. Well, uh, class has really certainly done some interesting work, and as, as the industry continues to, to face challenges, um, it's the hope of, of everyone that, that people keep talking. So um, 
that we want to you know, really recognize the work class has done in, in getting that conversation moving along, especially with things like interoperability and insecurity. Yes, that's true. And I, I get nervous sometimes when I think that we get too casual about the quality inside class, that we get too casual about uh, – we, we have our number one commandment is everything we do has to benefit the provider. We have a real, we've got ten commandments, and the number one is we, let's remember what we're here for. We're here to help the provider organization deliver the care that they need to deliver with the technology and consulting services that are out there. And so that being the case, uh, I get nervous when I think we're too casual. We don't ask deep enough questions. We don't understand what's going on well enough. So we do a huge amount of training. We have what we have, classic university inside the walls here where all of the people who come in have to graduate and get certificates to validate that they can do what they're doing and and we want to keep that level as high as it is and make it even stronger and better as we go along and so I, I see we have probably the world's best in Jennifer Gordon and making sure the quality in this company stays at a high level she is amazing it's almost like you run into certain people that genetically should have done this from birth almost hmm. and yeah. she just keeps us on the right track, and it's people like that that, that make it successful. Yeah, it, it's been really interesting to hear about your journey from the beginning, and uh, you know, I think that this is really interesting. I think the other, hopefully the readers will agree too, but um, yeah, I wanted to, to thank you so much for your time. Well, you're welcome, and Kate, uh, what you've done in helping with the 10 blogs or 12 blogs that I just did uh, was kind of fun for me. It was kind of like a therapeutic element because I, I loved doing interop. I loved helping capture the research. And I've really enjoyed getting to break it into pieces as you've allowed us to do with the last 12 uh, blogs, if you would. Oh, yeah, sure. We, we, were, we were happy to, to publish it and be part of it because it's, um, th- there's a reason that it's a topic that's so big right now, that there's a lot to be explored. So we definitely appreciated um, you know, being part of that. Well, thank you. It's been good on our end, too. All right. Well, thanks so much, and best of luck with the mission. It sounds like incredible work, and um, I'm sure it will be a great experience for you guys. Well, and I hope to have a little blog myself, a little link that I'll send out periodically. Maybe I'll send you a clip once in a while, and you can see what the what it looks like in Recife, Brazil. Yeah, definitely. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Kate. This has been awesome. Sure. Thank you, and best of luck. All right. We'll see you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.